Welcome back. Uh, in this episode, we actually have a special guest who is a senior data scientist from Asia, and he was previously a software engineer at a couple of startups, and the most notable one being Watch Over Me, a safety app that guide ladies the safest route to go home. Now, what we are going to talk about is his experience and journey from a software developer, beginning from Java, and then he eventually becoming a data scientist and using Python. So he will also share about the common pitfalls and of what most data scientists will face and also their workflows and what does a data scientist actually do in our daily life. Enjoy the podcast. We are happy to have Edmund. Edmund is a data scientist in Asia, and he's going to share a bit of his journey becoming a data scientist in uh, Asia. All right. So uh, we're going to get started with the first ever question that I've prepared some here, and we're going to get the whole show started. Okay. So Edmund, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, the duties of a data scientist in a multinational company like that. Um, so basically, what I'm working on is uh, generating different kind of uh, dashboard reports, and then to help uh, the the business to go to make on uh, better decisions, and then uh, as well as building some of the APIs to help to serve the data to our mobile apps and also and uh, our websites. So help me understand for a multinational like that. How many data scientists are there in a company like that? Um, currently, we have more than ten data scientists in uh, more than ten data scientists in uh, the this kind of multinational companies, mm-hmm. and then um, then total we will have like twenty to thirty plus of uh, in a group of like data engineer and data analysis in order for us to like progress to to make more. Um, Validation dashboards, reports, and also doing some really data-related stuff. Uh, I mean, the reason I ask is because if I were to run a company, mm-hmm. right, um, how many data scientists should I have in my team, you know, things like that, to be able to come out with uh, very good um, cases and also analysis? Yeah. Um, basically, I think one data scientist is really enough, but oh, uh, you really need some um, data engineer, mm-hmm. just because before we start to move into data science, we still need um, people to prepare all the data for you, clean up all the data, and then only you can, you need another one data analyst to help you to process like what's going on and more into let you understand about your business and operations. Then only data science kicks in to like helps you to do some of like segmentations, mm-hmm. class- classifications or predictions for your business just to improve your revenue. Right, so I, I also know that you have experience working in a startup and also at MNC. Yeah. Right, so as a data scientist, right, when it comes to two different types of uh, you know, business kind of uh, sizes, mm-hmm. what are the differences in, in between them or, or anything you can share when it comes to doing data analysis in you know, those things? I'm sure the data in startups will be different, mm-hmm. the data in MNCs are going to be also very different. Yeah, so um, I will just talk about startup first. Um, because startup is very uh, first, there there are very, very less people or human resource to help like resources to help you to do like data wrangling, kindling, and then at least and um, more into machine learning stuff. So more into you know you can learn from end to end, mm-hmm. from 
a very raw data, then you can do all the data processing and then machine learning up to in product uh, implementations to your productions to life. But um, in MNC, we kind of put um, data science as a group, and then another group of people focus on uh, data engineering, cleaning all the data, and then another group of people doing um, data analysis to generate different dashboards. Then we work in a team to then we pass on um, our data to another team to keep on uh, going order for the whole project or the whole business logic uh, business process. Okay, yeah. uh, that sounds pretty interesting. Now, for someone who wants to go into a startup or or to work as a data scientist, right? Mm -hmm. What is one of your biggest advice uh, towards someone who's trying to break into data science? Um, I will say try to pick up a programming language that um, he or she is familiar and then start to do, uh, start to get familiarized with uh, one data set, mm -hmm. then start to explore mm -hmm. and then play around and then see what you can get, uh, like different kind of infographics or generating charts to do um, data visualizations, then only you start progressing. Getting um, more like, because there are a lot, a lot of data sets in online, mm -hmm. and as well as some of the websites where you can join some competitions. Okay. Yeah, so I would suggest that um, get your hands dirty, and then pick up programming language, then you will know that where you, 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 you can, where you want to go. What, what sort of programming language should I pick up? Like um, in, in your experience? Uh, <laughs> For me, uh, I prefer Python because okay. there's tons of like uh, free libraries mm -hmm. and then uh, well-built frameworks to help me to increase my um, performance. And then uh, there's a lot of like very nice uh, charts okay. that are really well done outside. You just have to use the libraries, then you, you can do a lot of things with Python. Right, but if I were to learn only Python, let's say I mm -hmm. specialize in Python, I learn Python so well, and then I get maybe hire into a company, mm -hmm. but they don't use Python. Okay. Right, the team that doesn't use Python. How fast would I be able to actually use a different software or, um, or is there any, anything like that in, in, in your case or, or your experience in working in a few companies? Yeah, so previously, um, I was using Ruby on Rails mm -hmm. in, my, uh, in one of the startup company. Then uh, uh, I used Python uh, language to do all the data, uh, data crunching and then uh, machine learning, but how I connect them together is through uh, a very technical terms called API. Okay. So this is how I pass the data through. Okay. And then we have two different uh, environment with two different program language. It's just the matter of how you pass the data. Oh, uh, okay. So when it comes to API, that means you also need to have knowledge in uh, connecting stack. APIs, yes. full stack, full stack, stack yes. right? yeah. It's not only this Python, uh, programming Python, right? Yes. Um, Basically, I'm, I graduate as a developer, so um, I'm quite, I would say, I, I'm quite very familiar with backend and then right. um, building like this kind of backend for mobile apps and so uh, for websites. Mm -hmm. So um, it's just like how you pass the, the data or the information through different uh, platforms. All right, I mean, that's pretty interesting. Now, what do you think about that, right? Uh, we want to get back with more questions after the break. 
Okay, welcome back. And now, Dr. Lau, we, we talk about, uh, I mean, Edmund, you shared a lot about your, your experience in MNCs and also startups. Yep. Now, Dr. Lau, can you tell us, you know, a little bit of how both of you guys met and uh, the journey coming up to this point, right? Okay. <laughs> so, uh, when, I, when I first started, um, I was the director. So, for, for those of you who don't know, I was the founding director of Magic Academy. Mm. So, and that's, I think that's the first time when we, we met each other. Yeah. So, and uh, Sinj, uh, who was the, the CEO of Watch Over Me at that time, she, she hired me. Well, I'm also part of helping a friend which, uh, to, to set up the data team in, in Watch Over Me. So I, I sort of helped her to grow the data team. And that's, that's when I, I met Edmund and I started to train him. And I realized that he has, he has a lot of potentials because he's a well-trained and he has, um, he has the engineering mindset. So he, he, he really thinks like an engineer. So he really knows what are the... Um, how, do I, how do I put it in words are the things that I always tell you like you, you always put things really you understand where are the, the, the pitfalls and then where are the loopholes so that's a, the quality of uh, um, more likely you know how, how, how to play around with the architecture yeah, and then, yeah. uh, how should we structure them to, to, for us to um, in the in in the future, we are able to scale up. Yeah, so so production, right? Yeah. Edmund is really somebody who can take some of the the code into production. So maybe tell us a little bit more about what what you have done in what we have done together in Watch Over Me. Um, basically, when uh I was started as a Java developer, and then I did um J two E backend, um then uh I was handling like two projects in close to 2015 mm -hmm. and then uh, my founder left the company uh, and then we get our new CTO came in then only I started to learn pick up like Ruby on Rails then we shift from a very huge product into micro instances and then uh, we build up a lot of like um, ETI engines and then data crunching uh, API serving and then dashboards to serve the in internal dashboards to, to, to help the business itself. And then that's when I started to met um, Dr. Long. Uh, he taught me a lot like um, how should I think as a data scientist and then how should I approach the problem uh, as a data scientist and then how can I um, prepare the solutions to fit into the, the company. The business, the problem. So basically, the I think something that, that might interest Ruben as well is how how do you actually transition from a software engineer and whether you transition into one or you morph into a data scientist. So I believe that uh, those that who have watched our previous episode, they know that we have like A type and B type. You still right. remember that, yeah, Ruben? Yeah, A type yeah. scientist, B type scientist, user type, and yeah. the uh, how would you consider yourself now? Is is still a B type or you are more into A slash B type, somewhere in the middle? Uh, I would say in the middle. And, and, um, I know how to build stuff and then I also do um, analysis as well. Mm -hmm. And then this helps me to move faster because I know that um, based on the analysis I want how, and how I can build the, tech, build the solutions to help uh, the business to move faster and then to get some uh, maybe some of the analysis like dashboards and then I know what are the requirement, business requirements that I can met and then how can I tackle these kind of problems. Okay, so this, this question, right, most of our audience, they, they have been asking me many, many times, but I would love them to hear it from you. Okay. okay. Is 
mathematics important <laughs> when it comes to becoming a data scientist because we both are from the technical background, right? Okay. So you have to tell them, is mathematics important? Um, to be honest, uh, I failed my mathematics in my universities, uh, but I still managed to get... You failed uh, AMS, uh, yeah? No, I passed AMS calculus, but I failed my discrete. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that, uh. that, 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 so um, it doesn't really matter that, uh, it does matter that mathematics is important, but you don't have to be very uh, professional or very good in mathematics for you to pick up data science. Okay. As long you understand like what's going on mm -hmm. inside the black box, then you're okay with it. So how to apply those formulas. And yeah, yeah, and yeah. then, um, you have to be very sensitive with numbers like statistics. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what we really have to be. Because okay. you, if you really need, because being good in mathematics is just a, a, a bonus for you. Lah. Okay. Yeah. So it's like an advantage. Yeah, it's an advantage. Yeah, it gives you some sort of advantage, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which you enjoy more, being a software engineer or a data scientist? Um, previously, I enjoy building stuff. Okay. Then now is, uh, I would put myself into business, the point of business first. Mm. Then only I will go back to technical to see how I can tackle this kind of uh, problems or the thing that I can automate uh, mm. some of the processes for the operations. But but in startups, you are involved in almost everything, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah you have, you have yeah. many things that you involve, but I think working in an MNC, that, that's the time where it really shapes your thinking that uh, everything has to make business sense. Yes. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. That, that, that's how I felt it too. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Awkward silence. Right, okay. So I'm just going to go into one of the next other questions that we have, right? Okay. Um, do you think most tech businesses would need a data scientist? Even small ones? Um, Five to 10 people kind of team? Do they need a data scientist? I will say it will be an advantage to have a data scientist okay. inside the team okay. because um, even though the business itself doesn't really need data science, but they do need data engineer skills and then data analysis to like mm. build, clean up all the data they have mm. and then prepare some of the uh, reports or dashboard for them to understand more about their business mm -hmm. or their own uh, users, clients, and then understand how the business works, mm. then only they can make a better decisions. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Even now, before you go into the next thing, right? Here's the something that our audience also, they would love to know. Okay. Okay. Tell them, uh, not coming from my mouth, coming from the, the horse's mouth. How much time you spend realistically on cleaning data? Um, so for one project, I spend like, close to 70-80% of my time doing um, data wrangling and then um, doing exploratory data analysis. But why is that so? Because many people, when, especially when I teach, right, they were surprised. They would, they, would, they would think like, why do you need to spend so much time cleaning the data? Isn't that like, you know, you, you get the data and then you spend some time cleaning it. The rest of the time should be spent on fun stuff like AI, machine learning. And then you, you tell them, you know, you're spending time doing the boring tasks. That's a bit counterintuitive. Um, it's, it's, it's because uh, if the data itself is not clean enough and then you can't get much signal um, from the data itself when you build a model for you to throw inside um, AI machine learning yeah. um, algorithms. But after, because if you, before building up a model, you first thing is you have to understand what is the problem first okay. and then um, 
and then you create a dashboard or reports to understand what is the flow and then where, whether you have a clear pattern of um, the problems. Okay. Then that is when you know that uh, you can start to play around with like um, those kind of algorithms. Yeah, yeah. But some, all, all algorithms are very like well built in mm. Python li libraries already. So you just try on like different libraries and diff doing all those tunings. But most of the time is you have to spend your time clean up the data and then build the, the models and then keep trying. Garbage in, garbage out. Yeah, garbage yeah. in, garbage out. Yeah. Okay. So when it comes to being a data scientist, uh, yeah. you've been one for a few years right now, right? Yes. What's the biggest challenge as a data scientist? I mean, we heard of all the good parts, but what's the biggest challenge other than, you know, having to clean a lot of data? What's mm -hmm. the biggest challenge that you face as a data scientist? Um, the biggest challenge is... Um, the user, he or she himself don't know what's the problem okay. that he or want to solve for the business. You mean the data scientist? Um, yeah, the no, business owner. The problem owner per se, right? Yeah. Yeah. They don't understand like what are the problems they, they are facing, but everyone knows about big data. So they okay. just want to move in a big data and then they expect a data scientist to come up with a problem and the solutions. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So before we end this episode, right, I think I would like to uh, ask you one more question is that okay. uh, more on the business side. Yeah? So you, you talk about, uh, I mean, I, I talk a lot on interpretations, you know, storytelling mm -hmm. so that we can convey the idea to the stakeholders and you were involved in a lot of meetings, including presentation to your supervisors or even like CEO's level. Now, when the problem is not clearly defined, what can we do as a data scientist? Um, we ask a lot of questions. Ask a lot of questions. Keep, keep okay. asking. Yes. That, so I'm going to ask you more questions. Right? What sort of questions that you think that will help them or help the data scientists to understand the, the problem more? Um, so basically, we will just try to understand like what is the problem that really bother them and what kind of data they want to see. So for example, they, ha they want to see about, because every business is about revenue. Yep. Yep. Then we have, we want to generate, we want to get the data in and then to see how is the revenue um, can be increased. Can be increased. Yeah. And then what, like, why there's a spike in the revenue or why is it there's a, there's a decrease in revenue? Yeah. And then we have to put it back and then see what's be happened behind mm -hmm. that. Okay. Yeah. Then after that, we have to like keep asking questions, getting more requirements from them, yeah. and then understand their pain points. That only we can. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah. So yeah. Okay. I, I hope that uh help answer a lot of questions and also gave you some insights of being a data scientist in a startup or even MNC. Now, what other questions do you have for a data scientists like Edmund? And by the way, Edmund is also one of our mentors at Lead. Uh, he conducts classes of Python and also data science and um. Yeah, so let, let us know about your comments, your questions in the comment section below. Don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube, like us on Facebook, visit us at thelead.io and uh, hope to see you next time. Again. Alright, All right. see you okay. in the next episode. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. I'm sure that you enjoyed the interview, especially the witty and mighty insights from Edmund. This is only the first half of our interview. In the next episode, we're actually going to dive a bit deeper into what is inside a data scientist toolbox and how Edmund actually apply big data analytics and data science to make Watch Over Me an AI-enabled safety app that can save your life. See you in the next episode.